Thunderbirds are... Oh, okay, I'm back. Yep, cool. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to the OGL Official, the unofficial broadcast podcast. Wait, broadcast pod... The b- broadcast of the podcast. Season yeah, three, that's the episode five, Mars Swan. Alex, otherwise known as X, you go by Mars Swan on the internet. I am joined by the man always in the middle. I even switched whoop, whoop. to this scene just so I could keep doing this. Yeah. Initialize, sir! Wait, the, the... I, I am a really big fan of Jimmy Eat World, and so I, I put myself in the middle. Um, <laughs> it's gonna take that some reference. time. I love you. Girl, you're in the middle of the ride. Everything, right. everything, everything yeah. will be alright. Everything, well, everything. 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 Just fine, then alright. Damn it, wrong around. Yep. It's okay, I do that. One. It's alright. Well. How are you, though, buddy? How you uh, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm uh, failing badly at Elden Ring. Mostly is what oh, I've been okay. doing today. Um, because I am not good at the game. It's my first Souls oh, like. I've done, done, done a lot of dying to the Tree Sentinel thus far. Um, but I am trying to do it level one with bad frame drops and not a like, wait level one still. Bad. You're still level one. Well, like well, like you're like starting level. Oh right. So I'm trying to yeah. So I basically just gone. No, this looks fun, and I'm just sort of like doing well until I have to. Roller shield drop. If I'm that like... doesn't encapsulate the entire mindset we have here at the LGL in terms of, look, we're level one. Let's go stream some fucking boss fight League of Legends in the LGL. Yep. Oh, Two yep. years later, we're like, yep, I'm ready to go. Run run like, around. Like, <laughs> it's like it's not even like you've gone down the normal path. You've taken this side route and found that like, this hidden oh, yeah. mimic. That there is, yeah. like, you know, like who done the major regions? There, we found they got another side path. Found this LGL place. It was a complete. <laughs> attacked by the mimic that is Burning Core Sengoku yeah, yeah, from yeah. last year. You think it's a normal game, and you're in this horror story of Burning Core Sengoku. <laughs> It's a mimic game. It's we not actually League of Legends. Yeah. We will. We absolutely will. Nymera! Hello. Mr. LEC Man. So much LEC that you were on another podcast just talking about LEC. How are you, buddy? You must be, um, like, tired as fuck, if anything. Um, okay, so let's have a check-in with me, because yeah. holy shit, this has been a month. Um, so I've now been doing a solid month of LGL Sundays. NLC Monday, Wednesday, with a meeting in between You've for NLC. You've been asking for the Sundays, by the way, people, before you I ask. have. I have, yeah. Yes. Um, and then, LEC meeting on Wednesdays. Scripting everything I need to do for individual segments on Thursdays. LEC, Friday, Saturday. I have a seven-day fucking week, baby. It's, um... Yeah, baby. It's, it has been an incredible learning curve. Um... I, I, like, completely being open with this. I thought I was only going to be on for three weeks, and they were like, sweet, do you want to come back for a bit? I'm like, okay. So... Like, last week was meant to be my break week, and it ended up not being a break week. So, it has been a really cool amount of work. Any kind of studio time and time with these regions, I'm always going to take, because it's really good experience. But holy crap, it has been quite wearing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad that I've had some kind of more... T- so, I, I took a week off NLC this week, and um, uh, yeah, I, I, I've t- used that time to recover a bit. And I've been uh, I've been better for it. I've had some time to actually lie, lie in and catch up on some sleep and not have constant headaches and migraines all the time. That's a great thing, mate, when you're just like, oh, finally, I could have an hour lie-in. Yep. It's wonderful. <laughs> yep. And and you know what I used that time for? I'm like, sweet, I got a break week. How about I go on two podcasts? That's 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 oh, not work, still right? I'm up for LCK, because I know it's I'm you. I'm still waking up for LCK, <laughs> like, yeah. Like both of you as well, actually. Both of you keep waking yeah. up for LCK, what? watch okay. so, like... The reason I wake up for that is because currently my... So this is not the room I sleep in, because, like... I mean, technically there was a sofa bed there, but... Um, the room which I sleep in is, like, it's really bad at keeping out light, because it's kind of like a corner wall and the blind doesn't, like, line up. Right. Um, so I wake up with, like, the sunrise like that. 
so I wake up really, really early, and while I can kind of drift back off to sleep, like I'm, I'm up at that point a lot of the time. So yeah. it means that I get to see a lot more LCK, um, and and you know LGL by the same ticket as well, even on days where I'm, I'm working on other shit. Um, but yes, that has effectively been my last month. Uh, it has been like absolute hyperbolic time chamber, and I feel like I'm really good at my job now, which is cool. But it's Fantastic. been a month. <laughs> so it sounds it's like, mate, you need a you need to go on Amazon. You need to buy some of those blackout like yes, like really things do. where they cost like ten euros, and you can just black out your window. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd probably really help. <laughs> yeah, it might be a good idea. But anyway, other than that, uh, well, gentlemen, it sounds like you've both had a very busy couple of weeks, and it's been so busy the three of us haven't been on a podcast since episode one. That's how busy. Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. When she, well, okay, we were really prescient at that point because our cover, our thumbnail for that was like the uh, the, the the Macbeth Shakespearean right, witches. Yeah. It was like the when shall we three meet again? Apparently now. So, for yeah. those who fear occult means, uh, depart the building, pursued by a bear. Uh, <laughs> which is... Okay, for the record, that was in one of Shakespeare's scripts. So, oh. it's like, exit stage, stage, pursued by a bear. Depart stage right, pursued by a bear, yes. Yep. That's the one. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, we Stay finally fun. made it back. Um, Macbeth, be, be afraid. Be, be very, very wary of your next uh, prophecy. Be so afraid because I've got content in the pipeline that people Ooh, in the LGL are have no. been seeing. Uh, Oak got oh, the first no. showing of it, and uh, oh, that's very he, cool. He was impressed. He was actually impressed. So uh, he, I'm not building he up. He didn't too tell you that this isn't the time or place to use this. God. This is absolutely the time and place to use this, even though my boss Don't your bike was insisting that I had to have all the VODs out on the YouTube. Jesus Christ, role reversal more than anything else. Right. Outside of that, uh, my week's been pretty topsy-turvy. Had some pretty good yeah. days, had some pretty bad days. It's been, um, I've kind of hit the neutral point, I feel like. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take neutral. Neutral's always the the safer place to be at this moment in time where things are unsure in everything and yeah. i and gentlemen we do need to take a, a brief moment while this is an entertainment podcast and uh we do need to acknowledge that the world is not where it was when the last podcast was recorded um our thoughts go out to the people over in ukraine uh it is a very scary time for everyone and all involved and yeah, gentlemen, do you have any other words you'd like to say? Obviously, we're here to okay. entertain. Like we no, are no, here to true, entertain. Um, something, not to take away from anything, but we do we putting an acknowledgement out there. Yeah. So how to word this? Um obviously, okay, so this is obviously gonna be a weird tonal shift for everyone who's watching and stuff like that. And um apologies Let's if that done, yeah just okay but this is no like you know at the end of the day we want this to be sincere and all the rest of it and you know this is an incredibly terrifying situation for everyone who's affected by the situation um obviously the whole of europe is just watching war on their continent again and yep. um this should never be something which is allowed to happen or nor something which um ukrainian people should ever have to suffer through so yeah um it's it's a very difficult and scary time, and all I hope is that it's resolved quickly and uh, with as little loss of life as possible. But yeah, yeah. I think to add into that, obviously, we we I think with this we we stand behind Ukraine in this instance. Of course, absolutely, we are looking to uh, or praying, hoping, uh, looking intently into the situation, hoping for an end of it uh, as peacefully and as soon as possible. Um, 
but obviously, you know, hopefully this space can be a place of enjoyment in difficult times. We'll try and give uh, you a discri- and, uh, distraction if we can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're not going to try and dwell on it too much aside from to say um, we, like many others, stand behind it and encourage uh, those people in the country, those outside of the country, do what they can to help in the ways they can, basically. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we not do our shilling program because we are not the news programs where they immediately <laughs> cut over to a fi- uh, an Applebee's ad. Yes, that's a real thing that happened yeah, over in America. Was, oh boy, like, that was something. Yikes. Yep. But what we will do, gentlemen, that. is to actually firstly swap over so it's just oh, yeah. our three Ooh. beautiful faces and to remind people where they can go and watch the LJL for some distractions because like that's we're here for the LJL is honestly the greatest region that anyone could subscribe to could watch and uh, if you would like to watch we do go live every Wednesday Friday and Sunday and mm-hmm. in two weeks time ladies and gentlemen super week starts so Monday we will be having four days we will be live four Wait, days really week, I actually yes. hadn't quite realized that oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be thinking about how to schedule this now <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a busy time. Everybody, for a quick rundown, we're going to be recapping day six, seven, and eight. Very quickly, we'll do a quick rundown. We've got a few games and a few points to obviously highlight. We'll, we will cover all of the teams as our standard rundown Indeed. of each of the teams and how they're currently doing. Uh, we'll talk about how the three round, uh, the triple round robin system and how we think that's currently working for our region. As that's a brand new addition, right? And mm-hmm. as well, um, the, the effect and my uh yeah it's actually a return to the old because it was 2019 when we last had that so yeah um and also we'll be talking about the anticipations to what it means for these two weeks before we reach the the two week super week which is a a weird way of phrasing that uh but we'll uh we'll figure it out as and when we go uh uh yeah sorry i just had a quick message and uh it doesn't matter at this moment in time (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, ah, I'm producing at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. That's why I'm also doing, uh, I'm, I get confused. Exactly, he's, he's doing very well. Yeah, when, when you when you think of like the hamster wheels, like running in the background for the broadcast to keep working, that that's actually Lexi. Just that's there, basically Lexi. Like, yeah. Quick aside, by the way, not sure if you've been checking chat, but we are uh, being graced no. by the presence of, um, by Corporal, who's in chat, who's obviously oh, Ian, a big, my boy, a big, good yeah, to have someone, you. Someone we've got a lot of, lot of time for, uh, and we hope that you're doing well over in the LCO. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, a record, so that's, we're, we're, start, I mean, we'll take that. I mean, the, the LGL, I mean, I just kind of, I, I miss his, uh, I, the, 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 so for those of you that are not aware of Corporal and stuff, for the longest time, uh, he was on like this. Zero six starting axes, the zero eight starting axes, while like having like crazy fresh games. Roster as well, and yeah, yeah. no, but then it's just like it's just like the team, and then just like one thresh hook at a time getting closer to playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> he and Hoglet were, 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 were desperately they were, they did trying some work back then. They did some work. Um, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I miss you, Corporal. I hope you're doing well, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully, we'll see you internationally at some point. We'll uh, yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, order are gonna make a world, make it to MSI, and then we can have we can have some great content, mate. You know, that an interview's getting requested yeah. if you make MSI. <laughs> that is a lock-in guarantee. I will Hell promise yeah. you that one. Oh, but yeah. gentlemen, let's get on to some of the big 
news stories of this week for the LGLOU. And something that the three of us first are going to talk about. I know I brought the standings on, but it popped into my head. I did a big call out for us. It was a big moment for us. I'm going to do it again because all three of us are here. We're the founders. Guess what we yeah. did, ladies and gentlemen, which was a huge thing and a big legitimacy to the LGLOU. We found oh. the LGL. That's what we did. We went looking. We found it. It was lost. <laughs> Shut up. Out. Get out. <laughs> look, yeah. look like he was at like mid run, and then I just get him to pause like this. Look at his face. He's so disappointed in me. <laughs> you can pick it up. You can continue where I where I built up. No, I've, 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 I've given the explanation. It's great. I know exactly what it means. We found it when it was lost. Yeah. We were used on Lolly Sports <laughs> official content, boys. Like, it's like, true. And as a, a quick aside, we, to my understanding, we are the first unofficial broadcast to have their content used oh, in Riot game incredible. stuff. I don't believe the LPL unofficial people had, uh, they, yeah. I believe they had connections and they had similar connections like we had with like Worlds prepping and stuff. And it's advisory. a very rare thing to happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's yeah huge. go for it, Gemma. It's huge. I've already yeah. had my whole, like, uh, I had a two-minute so, monologue talking about this already, so... so. Um, I was sat in Green Room for NLC when I heard about this, and I saw it, and I was like, I, 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 I did tear up a little, because, um, you know, I think all of us have, you know, seen a lot of good things come our way recently, uh, in, in, in terms of this and other things Peaceful in the casting world, and... And yeah, and as much as I have been on very cool stuff, and I have been on the LEC and all this other thing, like, there's something really raw and visceral and just so fucking vindicating about working our asses off for two years. And we know that we're in a weird spot when it comes to the esports industry and the LGL and Riot Japan and all this other stuff, mm -hmm. because, you know, we're just, we're just some kids with microphones and cameras Literally. shouting at some Basically. games. Uh, and we just rocked up and like, sweet, we're going to go talk about Japanese League of Legends. And two years later, we've kind of had a bit of a head nod from from the head honchos over there been uh, like sweet we'll we'll use this as kind of like a segue between the japanese and the international communities which is what we set out to be so it's incredibly vindicating and, and the stuff that really azale cool. said and referenced to that is like direct quotes from our pre-game like <laughs> that, the, 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 pre, the 30 minute pre-game desk where we made yeah, some yeah. conversation and points that was like quoting from that and i yeah. was just like i'm and, like good i mean we know that a lot of people do. we know that a lot of the casters like came out to a, a came to us rather to um like international events to ask about our region but yeah just kind of see people kind of use our content and learn from it and use it is really really cool like i think the the, the background macro stuff there was, was covered really well by both the alexis but for me there was something I basically came off a game. I was commentating for the NLC. I came off a game. Mm. Al told me what had happened. And I looked at it and I hear my voice commentating a really cool play by the guy. I'm like, I just sort of sat there like somewhere between shell-shocked and tearful. Um, mm. It's really cool. It's really cool. Like, I, I like to have like something that is a... I don't know. It's kind of like, it, 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 it's, our, it's our baby. It's our project. But in some ways, it's always been in a weird space. It was like... Does it ever really get acknowledged, if you know what I mean? Like, like in some ways, we've moved on to do other stuff within esports mm. a bit, you know what I mean? We've, we've done some other spaces, and while I'm so happy to still be doing this, it's always one of those ones like, is it ever really going to... Pay off. Yeah. Pay, well, not even, yeah, not even just, like, pay off, because in some ways... Where's like, it going to go? Like, I'm What's moving happening with it? But, yeah. like, actually, does this just become a part of my history, if you know what I mean? Mm. And to actually get at least something, at least something, into the history books that are actually kind of 
that's been recognized, if you know what I mean, in an actual public facing video is really, really, really cool. And the fact really that cool. it was on both the Riot Japan official page and Lolly Sports. I didn't realize it was on the Lolly Sports one too. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah it was. it's on both. It's on both. I didn't realize so it. I only saw it on the Riot JP one. Yeah, so the Riot, the Japanese fans, are, like, if they didn't know of us, They've been shown, and there are a few comments talking about the unofficial, officially unofficial, like they referenced us by our name brand. Like, like that was so cool in the comment section. It was like the most liked comment as well on that video on the Japanese Aww. one, which is like, it's cool. And then Lolly Sports, it's just like, that's just cool for us to have the English yeah. community to be aware more that there are Japanese people casting over the Japanese oh, league. Yeah. Like there are English speakers or, covering or, or the or Japanese league. Or at least league. foreign, foreign um, yeah. viewers, because the thing with... Uh, I know we're on a bit of a tangent, but this is a cool we tangent. Are. No, it's the a good thing one. with the thing with like obviously Japanese broadcasts, understandably in Japanese, but that is quite a narrow amount of people who speak Japanese. Like you tend to be Japanese yourself or have some interaction with the country, right? I yeah. spoke it, I speak a bit because I live there. Uh, you've got some friends and stuff who do because they love the country or they're into into, into anime and manga and stuff. But there's reasons to get into it, but it's either a passion project or something to do with Japan. That does mean that exporting your League of Legends content to a a wider audience is actually quite tricky because you just don't have the common tongue. Like English is, you know, it's a lot of people's second languages, it's a lot of people's third language. People at least have some basic understanding. And so if you're listening into an ERL or whatever, sometimes you go listen to the, the English language. The reason the LFL now has just, you know, has set up an additional an additional mm. English broadcast because not everyone really speaks French, whereas a lot more people do speak English, and that's really, really cool. Uh, and I Korea's might be biased, but it's got the Ravishing Man himself, so it's instantly it 10x better. It so I, I, I mean, it's just, sorry, continue. <laughs> but and, and so actually, to to um, I don't know, be to have people go, yeah, there is an English broadcast. It's worth listening to. Is really, really cool because I think that is actually a big deal in terms of providing uh, a window into the region to not just English speak, but like native english speaking countries but a bigger audience even than that potentially which is really awesome gentlemen now where do we go we have to become official uh, we have to become well, official yes. now. Like, where's the next step we they, 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 they literally know where to find us so they do they do in the lec studio if you know what i mean eh? Yeah, so this is actually not uh, the Airbnb that Sam and I in. Like, I've just, yeah, I've just found one of their green rooms. I spruced it up. I, I brought my PC in here, and now like because they just forgot about me when they locked the doors. I'm just, I'm just here now. Yeah, they can't, they can't get rid of me. <laughs> How does food work? Uh, there's catering, you know, every so oh, often. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, you know, he's okay, like, so, like, so, he's like a gremlin that goes into like other teams' green rooms and steals <laughs> their snacks from their bags and hoards them somewhere. Like Yanko, yeah, the reason Yankos looks so angry, it looks so angry recently. He's just like you've just seen Al stealing all his food. That's what it is. Yep, that's me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rogue's lost streak is because he's been stealing their food, so they're 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 low on sugar going into games. <laughs> they lost that Aria. It's their own fault. Anyway, that's the reason he stole their food. Let's talk about how DFM boys have gone eight and. Oh, onto a yep. different note. Because while it's fantastic Ooh. that we're doing great, DFM are stomping the league and weirdly enough last episode we asked or rather we had the opinion that they had downgraded hmm Nishai, I maybe, maybe we do were not agree with uh, that oh, oh, actually mean, so the so the thing is it was all, <laughs> it, it was always going to be massive massive titanic titanic shoes to fill you have lost 
the two best players in the region who performed above and beyond expectation. Gang was also a veteran for DFM. It wasn't even like he came in new. Um, and you have two LCK players who are, for Yaharong at least, have been good but on lower end teams and have struggled yep. to convert individual talent into consistency enough to stay in the LCK. And Harpy was a bit of an unknown kind of more around the, the challenger scene than anywhere else. And they come in, and they're like, like this, like this, like there's no difference in some ways. They've just turned up and played. I might expect them to be at Ganganaria's level, maybe not. But they've not needed to be. I mean, Yarong's been really good in terms of being an extra carry. He's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been but he's great. also been given a lot of space to carry. The thing that's really impressed me is Epi has hit another goddamn gear. I, I like, didn't think Epi could look this good actually. I like, I like, thought like, this was reserved for like international Epi. No, um, like, like, but he's here. it's the champion pool. It's it's, it's the champion pool. He's playing Camille and Trendemir and Gwen. This, we've seen him. He's not played Renekton once this split. Yaharong has played it twice. I'm waiting like, for it, though. Well, I'm sure, but the thing is, he's still going to have it in the back pocket. But we are finally seeing this guy who has been so stubborn about playing his nah. picks. Don't get me wrong, he plays them incredibly well. And we know he'd like occasionally pull out a Camille or whatever. But it wasn't the, the go-to. The fact that he has this split basically says, you have to permaban Trendemir against me or I will destroy you. Not not take not not just be good on the champion. I will 1v9 to the point where your map falls apart in half. Uh, and then you have someone like Utapon still being able to play the Zerion look really good and still play weak side and still look good with a new support. They've been a little, almost a little over-aggressive, honestly, with Harp hunting for 1v2 kills between towers on Thresh, which cost them a couple kills in one game. Because... So yeah, sending like, message. Like the um, versatility of this team, especially for the OG members, has really impressed me. So, so then I'm going to go cover the bit which you missed then in terms of like going in depth in terms of the mid jungle. Because yeah, the do. thing which impressed me the most about this team actually, and uh, so it, to respond to the con uh, the comment that was made last week about has DFM downgraded, I will say, and I believe I've said this on another episode too, given how far they are into their development cycle, I think DFM are doing better than any previous iteration of DFM. I think that if you look at, if you look at Spring, where they were playing with Kazu uh, last year, I think that they took a while to come online. They did have some issues. You look at Summer, they came back from Amazon, they went one and three. Uh, I think that it's pretty obvious to look at this roster and say, they've got their shit together much earlier than the previous iterations of mm. DFM. And I think that is very scary. Now, you could fall into a kind of like a roguelike issue. Um, no, I'm not going to make jokes about Binding of Isaac. Um, I was going to say, I was just um, like, oh, this is a Hades? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time. Well, uh, I'm going to save Adventure? that reference. We might use that at some point. But uh, the, the, the thing is that I DFM, wants, I, I think that uh, DFM, you know, they will need to show some development to, to play. They'll need to show some development to play multiple styles. Um, and that is going to be... Um, Something that's going to inevitably come to bite them when it's just like, oh, we can only play around Ebby doing X, Y, Z in top lane. Maybe that, maybe that changes at some point, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the thing which uh, really excites me about this team is that you look at Yahrong in the mid lane. He's playing stuff like Renekton, Nidalee. That shit takes coordination. We knew it took a mm -hmm. while, actually, yeah. for DFM to play very heavily around mid jungle. That was one of the things which happened in summer where they went towards Shaker LeBlanc midway through the split and they picked up their wins again. But to have Yahrong um <clears throat> to have Yaharong like very confidently go towards the next and play out the games very effectively that's a really good sign for this team 
And I think that is going to be uh, a good calling card for them to say like, yeah, we, we can play towards this mid jungle. It does seem like the Japanese of the, the new imports has been really, really good. Um, and that's obviously mm -hmm. a huge thing in terms of communication. Communication comes into uh, comes into the fore a lot with the LGL when you've got a lot of macro coming about and DFM's macro and the way that the approach fights has been really good. Uh, so the question is, you know, are you going to run to a point where you actually can't develop beyond one style of play? Um, or are mm. they just that damn good? Because that's my read on it right now. I think they're just really good. <laughs> yeah, like, like we have seen a certain amount of versatility because like Steel has obviously preferred the Poppy, but they've done it with Vyga. They've done mm -hmm. Nidalee. They've done Diana. They have the done other stuff. Special. You've seen, yep. you've seen Utapon where he's like, I've got Harp who's not in lane. He's gone elsewhere. But I've also been able to go Zeriyumi and then be the 1v9 ridiculous threat wall running all over the place to, to really style on kids. Okay. And, um... Um, and that, that's really good news. What I will say is I might, like, while I agree, um, I expected this team to be good coming into this split. I expected, but that's because I rated the members that were remaining, and I thought that DFM would have done their due diligence in terms of scouting, especially considering they've got a pedigree when it comes to getting in new players. That said, I didn't expect them to be that good, as good as they have been, but I'll also counter, before Lexi cuts in, um, that I'm yeah. still not convinced that they're as good as they as, as last year's roster until they get to the finals. Like they're on track. I am excited. There seems to be the potential there, potentially, which is really exciting and cool for the region. But they need to actually go and damn well do it. You know what I mean? Let me see them run through playoffs and turn up at MSI. Can I ask you a question, Sam? Yeah. DFM 2021 summer finals yeah. version of DFM. Mm. Maybe yeah. their best version, in, except for maybe part of MS uh, World's play-ins where sure. they looked incredible. Mm. Yeah. DFM, this version. What do you think the ceiling is? Do you think it's greater than or lower than? Depends if they're going to stick together for more than a season. Let's I think just that... assume we get them for the yeah. full year and that's it. Okay. So... I think if it's for the full year, I think it could be... I don't know if they're going to be quite as high. Wait, 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 wait. I want Sam to say first, because right. I don't want you to win. Sorry, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, oh, gotcha. My bad. Here is my test, I think. I would like, because I think the thing that is raising my eyebrows, and obviously they've got that, like the mid jungle's already there, which is really good. Absolutely. Um, but actually, the, the thing that's kind of like, could this team be better? Is if Ebby keeps playing the way he has been on the champions, he has been at an international level. Um, because obviously at MSI, he got to do some horrible things to Khan, solo killed him loads of time, looked really, really good. And then at Worlds, he was basically asked to be a bit more of a teleport player, a bit more of a role player. Um, mm -hmm. And he did that pretty well. There was some good stuff with the Ergot, um, but he didn't get to be the lane, like the really like bullshit lane dominant Ebby who just denies you all that CS. That wasn't the playstyle he got to go towards. And if he keeps playing at the level he has done on the champions he has done, I think he becomes a real terror, actually, because he has already proven to be an exceptional international class top laner. Um, but I, th but I, I think potentially with the current meta and the way that DFM have shown they want to play through him, or at least offer him a split push with Holebreaker and he gets yeah, to do yeah, horrible yeah, yeah. things, like, you know, where you can go to the 1-4. I think potentially they could be better, but that's purely because I think Ebby's kind of taken on the mantle and gone, I shall be the god now, uh, yeah, when he already yeah, kind of yeah. was, you know? And I think okay. that even if Yaharong and Harp 
end up at a similar level to Ayer and Gang or just slightly lower, they can potentially do better because Ebi's gone up. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I think that would my, be my, my that would be my take. My sure. question's more about their early game macro. Like, I think that what we saw when they got through the world's groups is that they just couldn't. They had a limited amount of creativity that they had practiced towards in the early game, and that was they largely. Also had two out of the three best teams, so in a more reasonable group, we probably sure. do better. No, no, there is a lot to be said about that. Even then, I think that yeah. this showed up in plans too. But then, obviously, it was very much exposed to that. That there, there was just a kind of like there was a bit of a cap to what they were doing in the early game. Like they knew what to do when mm. they had a lead coming into like when they managed to stabilize lanes and get towards a herald fight, second dragon fight, blah blah blah. They, they were they were really good at doing that at that point, but. We, we always knew that DFM weren't even the best early game team in the LJL. V3 oh. were better than them at that. I mean, they when were. you look at how Mujin was playing. Point. Yeah. Um, and well, and that's how V... Remember, that's how V3... Yeah, exactly. Ace specifically actually found a way to motivate the team to actually just hard carry. Yeah. He was just like, I mean, sacrifice my lane, go everywhere else. And then basically yeah, just like, played that with yeah. Mujin, even though it was not the meta to do yeah. that. Yeah, and, and like, I, th I think that did change towards the end of summer when DFM started firing. And I also think Rascal Jesters had their moments. But I agree. Like, you saw other teams be able to compete with them, yes. at, le at least. In, especially in the early uh, and then, and then, then you'd kind of hit 15 minutes and then the macro comes online and then they're just yeah. the, but the lane advantages convert to other things. My, my question but is, right you know, now, what are you going to do on, you know, what, what uh, there are so many teams that I see just like absolutely winning games in like the first six, seven minutes. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Rogue and Fnatic from the LEC are the two which I'm just like, look, yeah, they've, they, they have completely squashed well, your lane. What are you going to do about this? If you look at like how Malorang's like... So uh, T one's kind of up there too, but you look at like I don't know, like Malorang when Rogue played XL, and you just like go. He goes, he rushes level three, sits around bot, and just crushes their bot lane. I'm well, not sure DFM can deal with that style of play, and I don't think that's really their specialty either. Well, I, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them have some options to at a higher level, play out early games much more aggressively. So I think that's the last kind of tool in the toolkit which I want to see them add. Well, a huge issue around that one, Nymera, is one of our players that is really good and important and actually has been the defining point of to making those decisions and being the shot caller. Deal is on poppy duty because he wants to just abuse people on poppy and we're going to make <laughs> a perfect example of this because, uh, wait, no, did it wrong. Uh, to us. I'll do it in a moment. I got, go. I got it. Yeah. I got it all set I got up. It. And there we it's go. It. There it is. Yes, we got it. <laughs> all right. Well this is why I don't produce. By the way, next two game days are going to be produced by me. So uh, excellent. Yay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Interesting vods coming, ladies and gentlemen. But detonation <laughs> focus me facing off against Bandicoot. Oh, by, my, by the way, my opinion on the whole topic of higher ceiling, lower ceiling. I think we've got a higher ceiling just because we have more time. Would be subdued. Actually, that's true. a fair shout. Yeah, of yeah. course, with, with the way things were last split, uh, you didn't get to have. Uh, that's actually a reasonable tick because Arya and Steel couldn't play at the same time until Steel yeah. got. Or rather, Arya and mm. Gang couldn't play yeah. until Steel got residency at the same time. So, and yes, also you I just had see that. Gang just not playing for like four months with the team. Yeah. Like, and because yeah. they also yeah. said openly, like, Kazu had to take all the scrim time because they needed him to take all yeah. the scrim time. So it was a really awkward spot. Yes, Detonation, Focus Me versus Burning Core. Burning Core what, are our tied second place team. And I think in a lot mm. of arguments, um, it's between Burning Core or Sengoku. And that's depending on, are you more on the side of the Burning Core top side? Is just the best uh, the best thing to compete against for DFM? Or are you a honey believer for Sengoku? And that's kind of the two camps that most people fall into on who their second place team is. It's very, like both teams have very good points.
This game, though, did not feel like a first-place no. team facing off against a second-place no. team. And the fact is, gentlemen, we're actually only about four weeks away from playoffs happening, a month away. And, and that also means that actually, the yeah. juggernaut match is about a month and a week away. If this is what we're going to see in the juggernaut match, it's going to be a blood... Actually, I, no, it's going to be three weeks away. But I don't anyway. even see, I don't even see like an easy strategy to deal with DFM right no. now. Like, they are... They are and Poppy and then maybe... I think Poppy is huge for the team, and, is, and I think it actually opens up a, a lot of us saying, it's like, oh, you know, can DFM have like a really lethal early game? Can they start unlocking that? I think Poppy is kind of one of their answers to achieve that. They've had yep. some bot lane dives at that point. Um, but then, like, if, you, if you're forced to banning Poppy first round, though, like, <laughs> you're so you mean fucked. it's like, well, you're still, so still, still, get, still get to know, well, I'll just pick up, I don't know, Jinzo or Javan or whatever, no, or no, at no, least it, like, I don't care that much. No, Yaharong, Yaharong. Pick LeBlanc, exactly. I got a special pocket pick for you, and then just Shaco oh, comes exactly. in. Exactly, well, well, exactly, I mean, there's- You know it's good some... as well! I mean, even though there's, honestly, there's not there's an okay build with Strybreaker on Jarvan right now into the right comps. Like, if it's oh, like, he's Enchanter yeah. bot lanes, you basically get to flag and drag, auto, wait, wait then Strybreaker slow. When did that happen? Um, it was Haru did it into, oh, right, yeah. um... No, because like effectively, Just like the, yesterday, the fact was that the like Sterax was so strong that Gordrink of Sterax was like almost non-optional. So you just had to kind of build it. Now that Sterax is not really an, I you can get it like I don't know third or fourth sometimes if you got more tanky builds or whatever. And um, you forgot you, that much gold for some reason as a jump. Uh, sure, whatever. Maybe someone like an Orn can build it. I don't fucking know. I don't see the I'm item much anymore. Like third but, item, right? It's fine. I mean, but even then, you'd rather like have... you'd Yeah, maybe something like Death Dance into Star X is okay at that point. But yeah, effectively, I, yeah. You, you don't want to be going Star X second. So Stride Breaker <laughs> gives you um, a slightly different way to play out team fights. And if you tag an Enchanter with it, much in the same way that in, uh, a lot of engages are taking... Um, glacial into enchanters. You, you tag onto them, they're dead. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. Yep. It, like it's like it's like, like Caitlyn Lux lane for example. You just murder that lane. They just don't get to yep. escape. Like you, you can net away. You're not away enough. Um, but the point stands that like, if you're forced to ban Poppy against DFM, it's like you realize who you're giving picks to at that point by banning that one away. It's like Yaharong and Ebi and Yudapan are all very happy to get other picks as a result of that. I mean, even in this game particularly, like, Hart pulls out a Soraka, that's a bit unexpected, that's a bit of a curveball as well, and I wouldn't necessarily have said that about DFM at all times, where, like, feels like every role has at least one or two picks where you go, huh, that's a little bit unusual. Oh, and remember, we're going back to a meta, like, with these Hecarim picks coming up now, with these Udia cut picks coming in. Yeah, uh, Remember last season, still went, like, 8 or 7 and 0 on just Olaf, like, last yeah. split. Like, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is completely in his wheelhouse. If the meta wants to shift to that direction, he's like, yep, I got seven wins on the Olaf. You want me to play Udia? I can do that. You want me to play Hecarim? I can do that. Like, the man is literally just... He's spam picking Poppy till someone <laughs> bans it because he's waiting for someone to well, show that they can so... beat him. Because he's so good at just ulting out enemy junglers and not even doing a smite fight. Like, fuck All that, that noise. Shit. It's gotten to the point where, like, his teammates are starting to call him DFM Poppy. 
or <laughs> he's taking it from Yellow Yoshi. He's so such BS. So, so, I mean, so, so credit to to, to Hino, who's obviously done a lot of like great work in translating a lot of like the memes and shit which go around Hell Shots. Whatever. It's just like, uh, so like I can't remember who it was. I think it was Yaharong who was like, I'd like to really thank my teammates. Oh no, maybe it was Harper. It was like, I'd really like to thank Utapon and Ebby and Yaharong and Poppy. And Boppy. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, Boppy, yes. <laughs> Uh, it, it it makes me fucking laugh. It's 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 good like shit, yeah. another tangent briefly before I'm like I'm sure Lexi wants to drag us on somewhere. Like we were chatting with a couple coaches hmm. a couple weeks ago, both me and Al, and they were sort of saying like you used to kind of be able to freely um blind pick a lot of junglers like Lee Sin and Jin Zhao and stuff. The way the meta is right now, you can still do that, but it's significantly more punishable. With things like Trundle, with things like Poppy being around and available, there are so many jungles that just don't get to have the free reign that you see. Like, you still have to, like, take Lee Sin and feel really happy about it. Poppy makes him quite sad. Mm. Like, really quite sad. Because he comes in for a kick and he just gets stuck in place. Like, like there's a serious, like, that, that steadfast presence is so you, strong. You can Poppy. fight Poppy on first clear sometimes, where yeah. Poppy's, like, trying to do all the damage, and then if you don't block the Q, then you're a bit, bit burned. Yeah, um, but, like... It's play, you can play it, but it's not free. And a lot of Lee Sin, like, like yeah. Lee Sin can often like have a lot of angles. You narrow the angles down a lot with things so, like Poppy. So Carvin as well gets in a lot of trouble with it. So something that I think I just want to ask the quick question over to is how does anybody actually beat DFM at this point? Because I mean, this was th this is the end or be all. Like first round Robin, perfect split. They're actually eight and zero now, so they're on an eight and zero win streak. I mean, the easy the the hot take that I'm gonna have is. They're only going to drop one game at most, ladies and gentlemen. So, funny thing about that, that the right? record for triple round robin in terms of game score, the best one we've ever had, was 20 and 1 by DFM in spring yep. 2019 by DFM. Yeah, um, my history book brain. I, I checked it up at like a start of the podcast. I was like, hmm, I wonder actually if they've how they did in the triple round robin terms, in terms of the, um, the actual game score. But we've never had a perfect triple round robin. They've had. Um, They've had like perfect splits when it was like just a when it was, it was the best of three era yes. and it wasn't like in so they went like ten and zero in best of three series right mm. twenty sixteen like and twenty eighteen if I remember rightly I remember sending most to right. Sam ages yeah, ago. yeah yeah but then yeah. like in terms of the triple round robin best of one twenty nineteen spring they went twenty and one and mm. uh, yeah that was obviously really really cool for them but that was we haven't had we haven't. We haven't, I don't know if we've ever had a best of what, like, no game lost rather than series lost series in, um, in the yeah. LGL. It might, maybe back to the very early days, but, uh, no, that would I be, that would be historic. And, no, and this is the kind I'm of team, this I'm is the kind of team where I think it's Alex and say never. Because I remember doing the sure. research for it. I, so I seem to remember that as well. I remember doing some stuff for, 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 uh, please continue, Alex. Yeah, but I, I, so in terms of, uh, the likelihood of seeing an undefeated split, Based off what they've shown so far and what the other teams have, there's no exact DFM kryptonite right now. Um, your la maybe I, I think the team that could do it is Sengoku. Actually, I, I think, think that with, with coming up on Friday as well, like that okay. could be a fun one. I think that I just think that Jet is so good, man. I just think that Jet is incredible. Um, and may well, but I mean, you look at the last time they played, and they they were kind of trading blow for blow. But then you also need someone like Paz to outdo Ebi, which he's traditionally struggled to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think largely you're going to have to come in with like a huge draft win and smash them early, um, because they will out team fight you otherwise, and that's not 
seemingly on the cards right now. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually pretty hard, pretty pretty confident in giving my back into DFM. Say, go do it, go get that undefeated split. I think um, that's it's that's what's been laid right on now. the table. I think pending crazy patch changes, which DFM don't react oh, to, true. which yeah. is a possibility. Uh, you know, things like Holebreaker getting like smashing back from the top lane meta changing, so Epi can't be as, as crazy as he was. Um, but otherwise, I, I think it probably is down to someone like Jet overpowering people or Flawless and Dice basically tracking Steel so they're ahead of the play and just smashing a lane. Like getting either Roaming Bot and, and like getting some people ahead, like, you know, like Honey and stuff, just absolutely crush a lane, go Caitlyn Lux, get everything rolling, get the first Herald, just get such a significant lead early that DFM can't stabilize because it's definitely been a way to win. Um, but if DFM get an even or positive early game i just don't think there's a team that is consistent enough across the board to to be able to match them and that's the scary thing is like you're looking like dfm i've got a contender for top three to best in spot for every role right now or at least every lane and jungle right like i think like probably flawless and once have been more explosive than steel but Steel's also been a wonderful facilitator and great synergy with the teams. Like, like even then, I think, like, you're not getting out-jungled there, if you know what I mean. You might be being out-carried, but that's not the role you're playing. Um, and, like, you're looking at, like, that's facilitating for Ebi, Yaharong, and Utapon, who are all like, yeah, we're probably top three. No. <laughs> like, and this, so, it's still true of every other team. Hello. I'm just going to say, the only real way that they're going to lose is the new religion. And it's going to be Honey and Sengoku. Like that's the only I feel like it has to be Sengoku. I think that's the one team which I'm like Because they have the insurance policy. They have the, yeah, they have they have more I mean I we can talk I mean we are gonna talk about we'll I mean talk about I, them in a bit. Talk but, about them in a bit, but yeah, I do I do think that Burn Core and Sengoku obviously sat there at six and two. I, I feel like Sengoku have the star power to punch up a bit more than Burning Core. Not I, that they're a bad team, but no. yeah. I just don't believe in Yuhi. All right, sue me. Sue me for my um, my heresy of. Wait, who's that over there? It's it's Hina. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah, no, as we come back over to the standings, ladies and gentlemen. And to keep run to keep the the show flowing, we started at the very top. We need to talk about the very bottom, gentlemen. We've talked yep. about our top three teams to a decent amount. We'll we'll touch on Sengoku again in a moment. We need to talk about V3 first, um, as we're not going to be covering any of their games directly. Yeah, let's just moment in time, there's no sense in doing it. They're 0 and 8. Um, yeah. I just hope we're not seeing another Axis or Burning Core, but honestly, it feels Feeling like it's like worse it. than those teams. I'll be real honest, lads. It just feels like they've got the fastest average game time because they're because losing they're so quickly. Crushed. Yeah. Um, there have been moments when you can see these people know how to play, but they don't have a consistent carry and they're losing so hard in the early game, it's quite hard to see. I think particularly considering actually a lot of the LJL has, the average of the LJL has probably gone up. I, I think over a triple round agree. robot, it would yeah. be hard to go, it would be hard to go winless. Yeah, so uh, for me... I don't uh, think it gets much better than that. Yeah, I, I want to twin this point actually with my chat about Axes. We can kind of get to birds with one stone here. Um, sure. I think that Axes, as much as they have gone to two and six, they are, you know, they've obviously struggled quite a lot in terms well, of closing in one of the games. Yeah, but, you know, Axes, you know, they've picked up a couple of wins. They had that first win versus the Hawks with the Poppy Top and shit like that, right? Um, yeah. I've been allowed I, Poppy I, since, I think. It's something like, oh, there was one game where it was available and it wasn't picked, I believe. But they have, right. they've yeah, only yeah, played yeah. like the one game. But I, I look at these two teams and I look at Axes and I say, V3, you could have been this. 
because Axis are committed to an identity right out of the gates, and they said, look, we are on paper going to struggle, so let's go find a, our way of playing the game. Let's change up the script a little bit and see if we can catch some teams sleeping. And, you know, even when Axis lost that really rough game to Burning Core when they just got outplayed everywhere, um, with like failed the dives and stuff, I appreciated the fact that they went towards that style and they kept fighting for it. Whereas V3, I couldn't tell you if they had an identity or not right now. Because they are effectively, as Sam was saying, they're getting smashed in every game. They're getting smashed very, very early on. Um, even though, you know, this is an org which had traditionally a lot more early game successes. So I, I just feel like V3, they need to commit to some direction to take their gameplay in and develop around it, even if it sucks for a couple of games, because like this is not mm -hmm. a good showing from this org. And I mean, the best well, showing that they have had was versus the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. And even then, yeah. that still led to a defeat. And it did get to a point where, at least watching that game, it felt like Hawks were just kind of going through emotions poorly but they were still going through the motions. Whereas it felt like V3 were kind of flailing around and trying to find opportunities. Like they had some ideas. They did some fanatic brushes, just not when they needed to. They were so discoordinated. But the Hawks, gentlemen, are not flawless. They have no. a huge amount oh, of issues. And that's boy. where I would like to take us over to talk about for this next section, gentlemen, because the Fukuoka mm. Soft Hawks Gaming playing against Crest Gaming Act was the sequel to Burning Core versus Sengoku Jesus last Christ. year. It was... And I feel so bad for RMC because we've given him two of these ridiculous matches. Like, Yeah, sorry, sorry, random minion caster. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. I would, I'd say it's on us, but I mean, that would assume that we know how to like prophesy these games. Um, which he's only... from CB LOL, so he's used to shit like this. <laughs> like, like, it was... I don't... Both junglers, like, were... Trying to be the tips of the spears with their supports, but it all felt very discoordinated. I think Nap and Hybrid actually had pretty good games, but again, you you need someone to set both up supports for were you. Very bad. Basically. Yeah, but you, yeah, you, you need you need like someone to set up for you for you to run over fights, right? And just yeah. the engages yeah. were just not coordinated. And, and, and you know, oh, most yeah. of the time when you see like super heavy engaged supports and you've got some jungle switching dashing, like, okay, you're going to be able to start fights at some point. I mean, they did try to start fights. They were just bad. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, we have been visited by one of these games where like nothing really happens in the positive direction. It just kind of like goes to infinite amounts of dragons. And I, I just, I just can't believe that the Hawks not only... I thought this could only get so bad. So I thought they could probably lose, and you know, whatever. They're still yeah. developing, and blah blah blah. And then it was just like, this is this is this is the worst kind of game for me to give any kind of hope in this team because this is this is meant to be. I mean, just to reiterate, this is meant to be a fucking super team. This is meant to be a team which. Um, Video is that's for... how much they hyped him remember they we are shits on that and then yeah 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 like like i'll add in as well like this is a, they got two barons this game <laughs> like they, they, they're like, like like with Ophelios, Ori oh, oriana and gwen split pushing no, with the jinzao and analysis by frontline no no but the no but hawks got two oh, yes, cga yes, got sorry. one and yes. like, the point being that like, you, you get two barons late enough with like two or three items on this comp and Oriana of Felios with the front line they had and a Gwen in a side lane should be able to shove in and claim all the inhibitors and like from that point it should be lights out. I just don't sure. care. 
Not, not, not when you've got double assassin on the other side, like, and the jinx. Like, yes, you're great in the mid game. Yes, you can still find picks later on. But the sheer front to back and one fall from this team should have been pretty much unmatched. Like, I have, like, I, I'm just, I, I'm baffled. But I don't understand. That, this is where I actually, I'd like to flip this because with we're, we're frustrated and flustered at the side of Hawks. Um, there are like three members on the side of CGA who actually played sicko mode to let this game go oh, this way. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah, didn't fair. die. They didn't get caught out. They knew exactly what they needed to do. Nap, Kaito, and Hybrid. Hybrid didn't die this game, by the way. Mm. And Nap and Kaito only died this once. Was, like, and this was Nap's first ever Akali game. Um, and, like, and did he look never, clean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, I think that, I mean, that I will say this about Nap, for all that his early lane is not great, no. has traditionally not been good unless he is on a, the old Wukong. No. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And his Renekton, right, yeah. yeah. And even then, sometimes you get body on so those the, champions the too. The standard but, Japanese like, pool of champions is that every time. All of that happens. shit. But like, <laughs> I, I, I actually think that Nap might just be the best late game top laner in the LGL. And I think that potentially he's better in late game. Okay. I, I, Outside so of the FM, obviously. Well, I think that even sometimes in history, Nap's been better at Ebi in late game. Um, okay. I think what that I, I think that, I think Nap that Nap has often stable. had to fight from a deficit, and it makes mm. him look really cool when he does do this. Like, wow, like there were that. ten thousand gold behind, and somehow he's found a Renekton like stun on CD carry and it, killed it, them. It but, was that CGA Sengoku game. Oh um, yes. 20, yeah, yeah, that was 20. a great one. Which me yeah, and you yeah. cast Lexi, where his own turnaround was just incredible, uh, and that was when Aphelios was out as well. And he gets like, as if as they all this was the spring twenty twenties. This yeah. was yes. incredible yeah. Aphelios power, yeah, and like, him like, on just like yeah. shuts him down. Um, and so this guy, like, what I think is it like he is so stable in late game. It means he's allowed to pick make these plays without letting the the pressure of the moment get to him so much, which I think is a real skill. Nap I'll still think I think I still think I'll put Ebby up there like, because I tend say. to think yeah yeah and I feel like Ebby's more like look f we're losing it's late game screw it I'm going for the play let's go for it and it sometimes make him look bad because you're going for the you're going for the flip if you know what I mean because it's not working out elsewise which isn't necessarily Nap style he's much more of the I will hold my nerve kind of player which is also exceptionally good and I can completely understand your your argument Al I, I just think there's potentially some nuance there in terms of why he's so good in that late game scenario yeah like yes. he always finds a way to get onto the right targets and team fights somehow and I think Akali is actually a great pick for that thinking about it I think that Napakali is yeah I'd like to see more of it picking your moment picking your moment Mm -hmm. I, I would say there's a lot of um, Whippo-esque vibes in the late game from Nap. I get I get the same kind of feeling from yeah, that. Like, yeah. like, Whippo is just so good and will just, like, always know his limits in late game. I'm not saying Nap is comparable to Whippo, by the way, in the early game. Whippo no. is, a, is just... Whippo's a psychopath of... in the early and mid, but I know what you mean. Like, there's, yeah, there's it's, a certain, it's, like, it's the yeah, late game quality consistency. Where he will just blank he will he will look blankly at any moment and we're just like i know what i need to do here and i'm going to execute it flawlessly and if it doesn't work out at least i did my job which was honestly how him and aria got a lot of wins in cga remember yeah. like, that was <laughs> if it wasn't for napping a lot of scenarios with um oh he's not in the algenial anymore who's the ad carry that i'm forgetting from cga in 2020 that he's now no longer got a job because he didn't have a very good um, oh gango gango there we go. yeah. no gango you're right with gango because okay. um gango's no longer in the league because he had a bad split on sengoku or whatever i don't know he, oh, he was still split. fine it's really annoying yeah it, anyway yeah. though 
Um, Chris Gaming Act, where do you put them? I think I'm very comfortable with their current placing on the leaderboard. Like, I actually yeah, think it's a very fair location to put them. Whereas Hawks, yeah. I don't think they'll make playoffs unless Axis give them playoffs. I'll say CJ have really impressed me in their turnaround because they basically went from one and three and are now on a, one, on a four game win streak. Like, at the beginning of the split, I thought this team was washed. I thought Hybrid wasn't able yeah. to pull things off. And, like, Kaido and, and, um, Jungler's name is escaping me briefly. Someone rescue me. Um, well, Cassin. Cassin, yeah. But like we were seeing the inside of Cassin. Thank you. And it was just like, <laughs> it was like the synergy wasn't there with Kaito, who's a new guy anyway. Cassin popped his yeah, head like, and like, that was, it just, it just, it just wasn't happening. Um, Unica. But like, actually, they, they turn around, the turnaround's coming through. Nap's still consistent. The hybrid is another AD carry player who's looking like really good. Like we've got four or five of them now, which is kind of scary. I would say Nemo looks a lot like his spring version of Axis, and that's kept going up so far. Yeah, but I mean, fair. hey, we know oh, where Nemo that comes in. We, and also, he just—he's still getting used to playing with hybrid. Like, honey, he said in that interview, I keep harking back to it, but it's like he is playing with a very different type of AD carry. Yeah. So it's not surprising that there yeah, is a yeah, lot yeah. of adjustments for him to do. Honey is just Honey was most likely in my eyes probably the shot caller yeah, but, um, and, the, and the defining voice on Axis, and he was a safe. He played safe. He knew his limits. Whereas hybrid wants to limit test everybody. So, so it's I, a, it's a you different... were talking about like CJ and like being happy with their placement. So I know that we have one more game to actually talk about, and I think this segues nicely into it. Um, I think that actually I would put them down at fifth because I feel like Rascal Jester after their game versus Sengoku, I can see them starting to wake up. Actually, um, they are currently four and four, uh, but they took a really important game off of Sengoku, which was actually the first time that happened. Sengoku came through, and Honey had a great game. Jet was an absolute monster. I'm trying to remember if that was the Jet U Beauty game. I don't think it was. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, we're seeing Recap probably in the best form that he's actually been in maybe ever at this point. And um, yeah, I think there's a yeah. lot to start start getting your hopes up for for Rascal Jester. Question, yes. And I think that the fact that it's a longer regular season when you've got triple round Robin mm. gives me some hope for them. I was not impressed by the first couple of weeks. Dropping four games like that and going even in your game score is not what I expect from a top table team. But this is now looking like a better team. I, I think I've enjoyed Recap's growth. I still think you can shut him down early. He's still a player you yep. can attack, but I still think he's very good. What I will say that if for whatever reason you can hold Solon's secret accountable in lane, which is easier said than done, but if you can do it, and it has been done, look at the game versus, uh, obviously, like we're looking one here with Rascal Jesters versus Sengoku, which is a good example of it as well, right? But I'm also thinking like the CGA game where CGA kind of demolished their Kate Morgana lane yep. or rather got at least managed to hold it accountable later into the game. If you can hold them accountable and then attack Hachimecha or at least track him, like Hachimecha that is a known quantity in the early game is someone you can very severely punish. We've seen it for years now that like actually remember the like, when he was playing hecarim and got olafed yeah. multiple times like we saw it last year as well when jeff rascal jester losing games like can you find hatchamecha can you track what he's doing oh no they've fallen apart oh dear solid secret can't oh, leave lane because oh, they're, no. they're, they're because they have because they're bot laners and haven't got anything going on right now oh no and the map just falls apart and, and we that know is that definitely Hatcher Hatcher right also now. struggles if his lanes start falling apart. He is not the kind of jungler that can proper lane back up. And we saw yeah, that perfectly uh, like, in 2020 with with Rascal Jester. Sad, sadly, to, yeah. To sum it up, I don't think um, 
Hachimecha plays damage control very well. I think Not that's right my... Mm. And I think that's something like... And I think he's quite a good facilitator for your team. And he's yes. like quite good at finding angles and stuff when you need him for around like big objectives and stuff. But he's not a carry jungler and he is a jungler that can bleed out if you put him under pressure with his lanes kind of being forced to be in lane for whatever reason um and i feel that when they have lost that's often been quite true Sol and secret have either had mediocre games or have been held to account and um yeah. has been exposed a bit from that i mean and, and that's the other side to look at this um like i've been <sighs> disappointed overall with Rascal Jester. I've been very unsurprised when they've looked strong. I think that's, it's it's a very difficult way to put it, but I'm sad when they lose because I'm like, you guys shouldn't be losing like in these ways. Like, I, I'm expecting more of you. But when they win, I'm like, I need to yes, see more win conditions. It's basically what it is. Because, like, Sol and Seeker, when they get ahead, like, this game, like, Sol went 9 1 and 8 on the zero. It was disgusting. Like, absolute beautiful yeah, stuff. We see why he's money. one of the best AD carries. Exactly what they exactly. have to do. Exactly. If you're looking, like, he's arguably the best AD carry in the league. He's still right up in that conversation. Uh, like, he, Honey, Hybrid Minute, Udapan. Like, you know, you've got a few names up there, but he's still right up there as one of the absolute best. And I don't think that, that's changed. And Secret, as well, is a very good, proactive support. But I need to see more win conditions. Like, Recap is kind of becoming that. Yeah, but I sometimes feel recap by himself isn't that, if that makes sense. Um, he wants somebody else there doing stuff with him. But maybe that's being harsh. Maybe that's the matter. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, gentlemen. Rascal Jester. Uh, actually, as we let's, let's do a very quick rundown for our audio listeners. Donation folks, me, Ed and O, that eight, on, uh, that eight win streak, as we've already mentioned. Burning Core are currently sitting at six yep. and two, tied with Sengoku Gaming, also on six and two. Burning Core on that win streak, Sengoku on that loss streak. That's just one game apiece, though, so not re nothing really of note. Crest Gaming, obviously, as we've mentioned, is on a four and O streak. Started that one and three, and they've found... Um, a pretty strong showing when playing against the lower end of the teams. It's just going to be important to see if they're able to maybe chip away slightly more convincingly at the upper teams is going to be my big question for mm -hmm. them. Rascal Jester sitting at the 4-4 four and four team. I mean, their first round, rob round robin was positive. Sadly, they lost one afterwards. But hey, still mm -hmm. pretty good for them overall. Axis got two wins and now they're on a 6. Uh, well, they're an 0-6 loss streak. Definitely struggling yeah. to find those win conditions and uh, ways to work out. Hopefully they can figure something out. But the, only, the teams below them aren't showing much hope anyway. Wow. And that is the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks who only beat V3 Esports in the last few games. And V3 Esports obviously... Uh, going for the lost streak win rate uh, or world the record one. in the LGL. Uh, I think uh, they're TFTing it. They're, they're just look. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're looking at the lost streak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they go halfway through, uh, it's going to be really tough. And something that's also going to be tough is, gentlemen, as we go on to our next main topic, uh, or rather subtopics, because that was the main topic, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> before you get concerned or anything. Um, Let's talk about the triple round robin. This is yeah, new yeah. to us because ever since we started covering the LJL, they had done the double round robin. This is now triple, similar back to 2019. Um, and Nymera, this was a topic you brought up. So I'm yes. just going to give the floor to you. So obviously I brought this up with uh, Rascal Jester, but um, yes. I do think that the triple round robin has been... Uh, I, I like it, I have to say. I think that it's much more digestible having... Four game days and having the ability to split up game days so teams actually have a day at least um or two days rather at least mm -hmm. 
to prepare for the next game, um, which is really, really important. I think that's going to be, it's going to favor our teams that can prepare well, and we're going to see higher quality of games from that. I think that's, um, it, it also, you know, it, it means that we're more likely to have the best teams in the right places at the end of the split. And I think that uh, having extra games to kind of get over early slumps like, I don't know, someone like Rascal Jester can do. Um, and, and maybe we can track also, you know, some teams with the, the great early starts who have actually, you know, not actually got the staying power. Maybe someone like Burning Core or CJ starts falling off a little bit as they can't kind of keep up with the improvement of the other teams. Mm. I've been liking it so far. I think that the uh, the pace of games has been pretty good. I think that the quality of games has been pretty good too. But yeah, I'd interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Sam, do you want to I go first, think... or, do you want to, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that it gives you a much more coherent idea of where teams have matched up across a split because you do actually get a head-to-head -head that isn't just a tie, right? You're not like it's not down to one final yeah. tiebreak, which is kind of cool. It's super exciting. Don't get me wrong, but I do think there's probably I think it's probably slightly fairer if you're measuring a performance across a split to have at least this kind of uh, the best of three scenario effectively where you can kind of have like you know a two and one or mm. you know the, the worst you're going to get is a two and one record one way or another which i think definitely gets people in a better position in terms of their matchups against people um i also think that it's quite nice again not to have the crazy long days from our perspective and i think potentially from a broadcast perspective as well you're treading on slightly less toes because you can shift your viewer base around a little bit across the week the only thing I'll say is it's potentially tougher on the teams because you've got three match days interspersed throughout a week with like a day between them sometimes to try and prep for teams. And that means there's not a lot of space to have time off. Um, and that doesn't mean LCS you're having a difficult problem. time or you've yeah. got to resist. Yeah, and that, that can get a bit tough on teams, especially for a triple round. Robin. That's a lot of games. I think it's mostly okay because it's not back to back to back. It's That's just, true. I could see at the end of the season, some players getting a bit burned out. That's my one concern. I... Love the fact that we've got a triple round robin. I, I absolutely adore it. I always think more games are better for overall analysis and understanding of who the best teams were on a given season. Um, just have more results to look at. And you can start actually doing results-based thinking when you actually have a larger sample size. So yeah. I'm always for that stuff because it just gets you actually to a better place of who the better teams are, who the worst teams are. I will caveat it because I completely agree with Initialize on the fact of burnout and the fact that um, we saw it in the LCS where it was back to back to back. Players were like, we just don't get to practice for three days. That's still the same. It's now just staggered, which isn't necessarily a better way, at least when you know you've got three days where you're just like, okay, we don't play. We get Mondays off because that's international pro day. That's international day off for all regions is Monday. Mm -hmm. So the LJ won't go Monday. And then unless they get- LJ, Unless you're LPL. <laughs> yeah. China different. Yeah. So I don't fuck with China. I, I, I fuck with the LCS in Japan and LEC. So that, they're my regions and, and occasionally the LCK. Um, but like you get Tuesday and then you're immediately back in Wednesday. Thursday, you get a day off, immediately back in on Friday. Saturday is your day off and then you immediately back in. And like there's a lot of like struggling to manage schedules and effective scrims and everything. A personally would like to put out the fact that i would rather just have best of threes um but that would definitely put us into a different place the fact is you could though have teams prepping for one opponent and then that would be it for that week for them i don't know if that's better mm. i don't know if Look, that's i worse. think this is better than what we had i think it's better than trying to prep for two best of ones in a day which is just really 
meh. Um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I am a, I'm an LCK aficionado in some ways. I do love their best of three mm. system. I really enjoy watching it. But they can kind of get away with it in some ways because that's always been the way they've done it, and their their, their fan base. They don't have to fight it. to, to instate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I also think the quality well, we had of the it in teams the past is, with is actually true, yeah. true. But I also like the quality of the teams is enough. You don't end up with matches which people just don't care about as much. Yeah. Like you tend to have at least, uh, you know half to two-thirds of your team's being like yeah you're really good you know you don't have too many bops who are like oh my days this is bottom feeder central these two best of threes is going to be so incredibly dull um which also helps which i think perhaps is what the likes of the lcs and the lec kind of eventually moved away from it because it's like mm. yeah a lot of these best of threes aren't actually that interesting to watch but our playoff series are always bangers. So, I mean, maybe maybe it's correct to just keep it to playoffs. Maybe it's correct to just always keep our best of series to playoffs because they're always bangers. Remember, DFM got pushed those five games by Burning Call, which no one expected. And it was an absolute awesome series. We always have a great um, be uh, best of five series. So, yeah, no, you know what? I'm fine with that one. Another thing, and this is... Uh, Alexi Opinion Special, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, oh boy, uh, here we go. Let's go. It's, uh, oh, uh, all right, all right, all right. So, with two weeks left till Super Week, and that's where we have Monday, Wednesday. So, by the way, LGL players just aren't getting a day off for like three weeks, which is... <laughs> which is where my concern came in. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. It's tough. Um, so, we will have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So, Monday, oh, Wednesday, Monday, Sunday, back to back, and still Wednesday, Friday. It's We're going to work out logistics, week. ladies and gentlemen. Um, but we've only got two weeks until our double Super Week happens. My opinion is this two-week period is where teams need to make their adaptations because once Super Week once our Super Weeks or I don't know how ever how we're gonna have to refer to these, but those last two weeks of the LJL is so full on. Mm. If you expect teams to do adaptation during then, you're kind of kidding yourself, in my opinion. I think yeah, their adaptation time is this two weeks. That means we're going to see a lot of changes. And if teams don't adapt now, especially remember, patch 12.14 will be coming in probably next week, which means that's going to affect how some teams are going to be preparing. We're going to find out tomorrow. So we'll, this might already be out of date. But like, if teams don't adapt now, it's over and they won't make playoffs. And I'm I... looking specifically at V3. Oh, also, also yeah. by the way, um, I'm fairly sure that coming into like the next week of play that Renata is going to be enabled. Renata Glask. I'm fairly sure that's coming around. Um, Maybe. So Let's that, go. Does, holy oh. shit. <laughs> so anyway, I'll, 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 I'll add this in before we consider Renata, which of course is always an interesting conversation because that yeah. champion is certainly a, certainly a thing. Sure something. Um, Aggressive takeover. What a wonderful ability. Um, it is. Anyway. Uh, it's just, oh, no, I, actually, I genuinely think it's very fun. Um, it's completely ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, My opinion. I'll, I'll throw this out but for context. The way Super Weeks used to work is you actually used to have a week off the time before, effectively. Was it a week off or was it... Um, and then you basically... So you had a bit of... And then you come in super hard for the Saturday and the Sunday. It was like 16 games in two days. But what it basically meant was that you did have time to... A lot of teams actually had big turnarounds over Super Week because they got yes. the time off to to basically take a timeout like you would in CSGO or whatever, or reorganize, have some time to change what you're doing, to really focus on it and come in with completely new strats, completely new ideas, and, and try and turn around your season. Uh, and a lot of fortunes were made or or broken on, on that turnaround. That's that's not really here anymore. Like It just gets more intense for two weeks, basically. There's no break, and suddenly you're into more games. So if things are going wrong, they're going to go wrong harder. Um 
and, and the and like I, I feel that with particularly the lack of break and the lack of time to adjust coming through there if if you are coming in on a downward trajectory the schedule really encourages or, or um exacerbates difficult situations for teams because it's going to snowball downhill from there right like if, you, if you've got things wrong there's no time to fix it like at all i mean to just really emphasize how little time teams have to fix it could someone tell me when the first match of ljl spring season ends like what is the last date of ljl it I is friday the 25th of march oh my god do you want to know the adjustment turnaround time that teams have for play-ins for playoffs tell me game number like one of week, playoffs starts on the 30th Five, Ooh, five days, days, baby. After the last, well, they have to fly week. during then, and they're not going to get up to scrim. That's actually pretty shit. Thinking about that it, oh is... uh, yeah. Like oh, I, my. I knew that we were running late because I mean, I mean, LEC's like regular season, LEC re regular season ends this weekend. Um, yeah, we're like halfway through our split. <laughs> I mean, even though we're a couple of weeks off. It, that sets you a couple of weeks back. Um, where is MSI held this year? We don't know. It's not been announced still. Not been announced, no. Uh, well, if that's like hugely across the world for them, that's... Okay, we are going that's actually to not something I considered. That's so to bad. end our playoffs. Like, we are actually right. going... We are speedrunning oh, right. it okay. through. Okay, so that helps. So, weather wins... Split, assuming bit. DFM, because let's just mm. run the assumption that it's safe to play that at the moment. Uh, well, of current standings and performances, they mm -hmm. seem like the front runner. That's pretty fair to they say. They will at least have time to finish, win the LJL, and hopefully they can go through the juggernaut match system so we keep the same playoff system. So it actually won't affect the theoretical winner, because the theoretical winner since we've been covering has always come from the juggernaut match. Some way or another. Whether they yeah, lost the juggernaut really. match or won the juggernaut match, they came from the juggernaut teams. match. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully on that assumption that that continues, it shouldn't be a huge mm. issue. It just feels really bad for the lower teams who might look to make a deep run. Um, hmm. This puts us in a really weird spot, gentlemen, doesn't it? Yep. Um, that's actually something which I need to sit and think on a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's something that we return to a little closer to MSI. Um, yes. Right. So uh, we have a couple of... Do we want to go through questions? Yes, or? let's very quickly jump over and, and do these few questions that our lovely community... Uh, slash or in this staff. case, all of our fucking casters asking them. Well, because they want our opinions and they don't want to DM Agreed. us separately for, to get each of our individual yeah, opinions. They've actually put opinions. it before the... So there's two ways, because like, you know, you can either like message me on Discord or on Twitter, and, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be kind of chill about it. I'm just me. Or you can send it to the council. And that's us. So if you want to do that, just uh, pop it in the uh, in the in in the everything. So um, yeah, old strategy. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to ask us questions, join our Discord server. Whoop, it's whoop. in there. The links in the description. Type in exclamation mark Discord, or if you're watching this on YouTube or through any of the audio platforms that you can get your podcast needs whoop, through. Whoop. You can find it in the description down below, or if you wanna, if you're if you can't even be bothered to do that. Just hashtag tweet LJL podcast and we will find it. I do scrape through before we go through every single time. First question, gentlemen. First question coming to us is from Oak. Hello, Oak. How are you, mate? Hi, Oak. Hello, Oak. How How am I allowed to ride my bicycle? Shut up, Sam. What do you feel honest. about the rotation of meta picks in the middle? I'm just ignoring him. Uh, with multiple champions seeing nerfs. 
TF and Corky, even though we all love TF and he's just getting a lot of bounce still anyway in the OJ. And other champions rotating in. Which team will be the first to adapt? Uh, are there any picks you guys are looking okay. at? I've talked about this a lot, so I'm going to use my cookie cutter answer that I've used everywhere. Um, we have seen, you know, Corky and TF nerfed, but even if they're not appearing as much, they're just being replaced by stuff that was already there. We're not really seeing anyone pick up new stuff, it's just the best of the remaining stuff. Mm. TF still kind of does what he does. He doesn't get to fight as early into lane because the attack speed on his E is actually pretty big. When you've only got one level into it as well, you don't tend to level it until way later into the game. His wave clear is similar um, i think there's like there's one interaction which affects solo queue quite a lot which apto used to do where i think when you were level five i think it was the the cannon wave where you hit six you can stand out of range of the enemy champion and like enemy laner cue the wave twice kill the backline and like you'd get the xp to go like recall like hit six recall come back teleport with an ignite somewhere and just like kill someone now that's mm. not as possible but tf still functionally and pro play does the same thing mm. so in terms of the mid lane picks we haven't seen a huge amount of change uh it's and if it has been it's been replaced by stuff that was kind of already there so sadly mid lane is bit status quo right now i'm going to double down with you mate because global ultimates are still good that's why TF is also really strong. He's got really good abilities. The fact that he also just has Destiny just for vision control is always going to be relevant in pro play as well. So you can't really just nerf him into the ground unless you make mm. his stats just absolutely trash. Or he has no build path, which has been an affection uh, for him when he first lost, lost the Lich Bane uh, way back when. Um, mm. But I mean, I'll be honest, I completely double down with Nymera. I think things like Galio um, and a few other champions could start seeing a bit more play. But I mean, there's no um, reason to not play the good shit that's already currently just kind of replacing it. Yeah, I don't really see like, a reason to stop playing that stuff. I mean, stuff. I, I, I'll say that there has been some stuff that's already come through. Like, Vagar's been rising in priority. That's definitely come through. That's kind of just the status quo. But, 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 Sam, it's actually getting nerfed next patch. I know, well, he's actually getting nerfed, but, oh, yeah. the, but the point was that, that was for the, it was for the LGL because Recap was doing it, but other places took a little while to pick up and they've kind of been going towards it a bit more recently. Yeah, um, I also think yeah. that um, I think Ari's kind of come up a little bit as an option if you if you can play it right, but it has come up, um, especially <laughs> since her changes. Yeah, uh, Al's had yeah. some problems with it, but but the point is it's still a pretty it, like it allows you to play a safe but still pretty pick oriented mid laner that can no 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 no, no. initialize initialize initialize. Ari yeah. is only for Faker in pro play. Pretty much. I mean, like, don't play it if you don't play it unless you're T1. <laughs> Even yeah. Cap says it. Even Cap says it. He's like, nah, just play, just go W and go AD because no one else can play Ari like Faker. Exactly. So, like, I, th I think, I think if you're good, it's doable. I think people just haven't been playing it right. I so, I, I think it's the still thing, my difficulty with um, this question is that actually a lot of the stuff which you could pick up as new picks were already there. They're not actually getting that. They're not getting yeah, changed to be given... relevant. It's literally just like, a, oh, I guess we're not picking Corky right now, so. Guess we'll pick yeah, this. I, I, I think that I think we're going to see a little bit more of Silas and Akali actually coming up again a little bit more. They've both kind of been hovering around the edge, but Akali's good. Yeah, Silas, Simon. yeah, there's some, especially because some of the things that we're able to at least lane into her and make those champions and make them feel a bit miserable uh, aren't quite as prevalent. Initialize, initialize. I'm sorry, I can't stand by and allow that to slip through. Akali is the foremost, the highest presence champion. Oh, absolutely, but that's the reason like, I think I, I think since Cork. Exactly, which is why I think Corky and TF, with them going down, she's gone up, and she's, she's also been. She was going up before. She's been going because we haven't changed. Well, because, practice, remember, 
True enough, I but I also think people. I, I don't. Mate. I mean, I mean, true enough, but I also think it's like I think she's also finding a bit of space in top lane, which I think was I wasn't expecting to see her go back to as much. True. People have been doing that again. True. So like, because um, she's been, she what they've been often is they've been picking her into Gwen is what it is what it is. But with things like the cork and the TF having gone, she's had a bit more space to come up. That's um, true. Maybe we'd see a little bit of Aurelia with Death Dance being quite good. That's the only other one I'd say. Sure. Because Blade of King, Shield Bow, Death Dance is pretty Oh, no, yeah, Aurelia's pretty good. That's uh, cool. Aurelia's the best. Yeah, oh, yeah no, so the, the, big thing is, uh, the big thing is obviously fighter changes, fighter item changes. But yeah, that's... that's uh, yeah, this is I, I, and that's really I'm, good for Axis, because Megumin only plays fighters. Don't put him on control mages anymore. Axis might win <laughs> more games. Whoop, whoop. Okay, cool. Anyway, I think that's... we've kind of we've we've blasted that question. On to the next yeah. one. Yeah, no more. No more of that one. Oh, thank you for the question, mate. Though, no, it's Brackish, Brit, ask us. Hey, question for initialize. So this is for you only, Sam, apparently. Mm. Um, oh, oh, tell uh, me, Brackish. Right, I mean, I, yeah, we'll, we can have a break. Uh, never me. played From Software game. Worth it to get Elden Ring, or should I start with a different game? So I have never really played a From Software game either, and I've just been going on Elden Ring. Um, so my thoughts thus far, one, I've still got a lot of learning to do, so I've been kind of having a fun for a few hours trying to beat the Tree Sentinel, which is kind of the, the first boss you can properly fight, um, sort of. Uh, and that's been fun, but for me on PC, there is big stuttering issues. Like my PC is good, but it's not running a 30 series card. It's a very nice 2080 card, but it's not a 30 series card. Uh, and even then, like the graphics haven't been the problem. It's just serious stuttering issues uh, on a pretty high end PC that's been consistent across most people. And it's frame rate capped at 60. That is a bit irritating on PC. That said, it is by far the most accessible. If you want to give a game like this a go and you don't mind dying, um, it's a really cool time. I've been enjoying it, but I like the challenge. I think it's a beautiful world. The open world element of it means you can actually skip past bosses you don't want to fight. I'm just stubborn and I'm learning the hard way, basically, about how on earth do I take down these crazy bosses like um, with, with some difficulty. Um, but you don't have to play it that way. It's a rich world to explore. There's lots of secrets everywhere. You you can level up in, in peace and then come and take down bosses when you're like way over level. And, you know, it'll still be difficult because there's certain moves that are just dumb. But you have got the room to take this game a little bit more with some more tangents, which I think makes it easier to access. It's not an easy game, but it is easier to access than other games. So I potentially suggest it, yes. Or play There's the no way you're version, into. which is Sakura. What's it called? Sekiro. Sakura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two shallows one. Play the one that's set in Japan, and it's also cheaper. Yeah, that was, that's right. So yeah, Sakura is a very good game. Yeah. So I enjoyed watching. Not really played it myself. Yeah, I've not played it, but I've heard pretty positive things. That's that was the only run, and also Japan. Let's go, LJ. Uh Thank you for the question. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh God, middle cot. We're going to have to have a, a, a performance talk um, in a few weeks because of this question that you're asking. Hope you understand. I hope you understand, mate. Yeah. Because he's asking <laughs> us to do something. I don't know if I can literally do it. And I know he's asking nicely. Ignoring past performances. What are our thoughts on you, he's play this split? Okay. Go on, Alex. You start. All right. I will confidently say Yuhi is n it's hard to say it. Yuhi is n Yuhi is Yuhi is not the worst AD carry in the LJL. He is currently probably 
You know what? He's, no, he's no, better no. than Marble and Dress Code. No, so take out the rookies. There we go. Take out the rookies. Yeah, Where does he stand? I mean, okay. Uh, here's, here's what I will say. Yuhi has in past splits been the worst player in the LJL. And actually, this split, this split, if I if I had taken his nameplate off, I would not say he's the worst player in the LGL. I think he's actually Agreed. been pretty serviceable. It he's hurts a little too. bit. That, yeah, it hurts a little bit, of course, that um, there are so many other phenomenal AD carries in the LGL. For an eight team, for an eight team league, five of our AD carries are all vying for best. Like that's kind of nuts. Between what, like Hybrid Honey, Sanctu, Udipon, Sol, all of those mm -hmm. have all been pretty good. Um, Yuhi, I don't think it's actually at this level, but he's not been like being demolished by them either. And it helps that Fujimoto's actually been pretty good at roaming, and the top side of Burning Core is phenomenal. They don't need he's him to do well, enough, they just need him to survive. He's stable exactly. enough, and particularly and, when they have and a that's really good top side, and actually Fujimoto are playing a lot of stuff like Tom Kench to yeah. paper over the cracks of Yuhi's poor position that he's had in, in previous splits. I think that's less of an issue this time around. Like, at the end of the day, he's managed to be funneled a lot of resources on Jinx and Ophelios, and that tends to be a winning formula in the meta. Uh, and yeah, I think that the t it, it helps that the team knows how to play around those kind of picks, right? I'm really interested to see what happens when when Jinx and Ophelios inevitably get nerfed and whether he has to go back to something like Jin or Ezreal, which he has typically struggled on a bit more. But for now, actually, he's pretty solid. Credit to him. Um, check in in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's not the worst ADC. He's not the best, though, and he's... In my opinion, I still think he's the worst out of the non-veteran AD carries, which is mm. not trying to bring him down by any strength. It's more just the fact is I completely align with what you said, Sam. Every other AD carry in the region is vying for first, and he is just not vying for first. Um, and, and I would argue his support is also not buying for top three in their role. I think Fujimoto is fantastic at doing what he's currently doing, but he is, he's not NT. He's not secret. He's not harp. So yeah. he's still got a, a step to go, but hey, you know what? Burning Core looks solid and Yuhi isn't a, yeah. a, le a, a leak. Like, Yuhi doesn't feel like he's going to lose them games like, randomly. Interestingly, like, I'm always a tangent again, but I'll do it. I actually think of uh, five seconds of thought that um, support has been the worst performing role in the LGL thus far. It's because we don't have Corporal now, you know. It's, uh, yeah, we don't we, have, we don't have Corporal, don't have Gang. Corporal's we gone. Go. Yeah, they've, all, they've gone. That's the problem. We don't have Proud either. Corporal. That's Proud's actually a very good point. Um, we, yeah, yeah, Secret's not playing great right now, and Nemo, who was obviously a big force for us, is not. We have, been at least inconsistent, right? And that, we, that's we, have, we have Harp, who's doing well. NC's been doing well. Yeah, Harong's been... Uh, no, 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 no. Um, who did I just say? Fujimoto's been fine. Been fine, yeah. but outside of that, there's been a lot of sketchy performances. Actually, thinking about it again, you consider last yeah. year, I would have said that actually, last split support might have even been the best consistent role, especially for Japanese talent. Yeah. I mean, we Why knew we were losing a lot of big supports going into the split. We lost Proud, we lost, um, I mean, Alchemy was always a little bit over the place, but when he was on, he was really, really good. Um, lost Corporal. Really off split. I mean, Reiner's been off ever since that Worlds run. Worlds, yeah. Like, he's had a couple of rel games since, but yeah, I, we need to see a revival from him. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really weird place to say because I wouldn't say Hatel is awful, but I don't. I, I mean, he's he's probably the worst support player, but he's not 
awful, but then it's like, how much worse is he than Dicey? Not much. Like, not much. It's it's really mm, not yeah, yeah. far. Well, that's an interesting uh, mm. point to bring up, Sam. We'll have to investigate that more thoroughly. Yeah, it, was just, just, it was just a thought. I was like, I don't think yeah. they've been played very well this split. Like, there's yeah. a few sports have been good. Like, I mean, Harp's been great. We've said that. Secrets had their moments, but inconsistent, you know. All of that stuff. It's just like, hmm. I think the reason Fujimoto looks so good is because he's connecting up with his jungler so well of Flawless. Yeah, and I think that's the same reason for NT is and wants <laughs> as well. So, hmm. It might be something to do with uh, the connections between support and jungle. But, gentlemen, mm. that's the end of the episode. We're actually at the end of it. We've covered all the main topics. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to ask us anything, join our Discord server. We're very friendly in there. We do say hello to people. Uh, we, we are just people. Only hello, nothing else. That's the only thing we say. We just, yeah, it's yell just hello, hello people, at you. and that's it. Uh, it's hello, world. We've got a script that just says hello, world, at you. That's yeah. all it is. Yes. We're not actually real, we're bots. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all content is bots on the internet. We aren't real. This has all been a figment yeah, this is of a your deep imagination. Take, yeah. uh, God, what a what a project. Print hello word. Let's go. Uh, uh, or you can tweet hashtag LJL podcast. Uh, hashtag hello world. Come gentlemen, on. what is something you would like to plug for your next week? What are you going up to over this next week before we check in with each other next uh, week with more things? Um, I'm going to come to you first yeah. for this. So, um, what I'd suggest is go back and watch my E-Universe podcast that I did on Sunday, which was really cool. Yes. So I was on the E-Universe talking about stuff there and chilling for the NLC. I'll be on the NLC tomorrow with some wonderful people to so come watch me there. Uh, aside from that, those are probably the big things for me. Just, I don't know, send me love and affection because uh, I would like it. What can I say? Very good, sir. Very good. I'll be tuning in. Make sure. Go watch the EU. Universe. E universe, yeah. It's, it's universe, but with an E at the beginning. Oh, e universe. Okay. E universe. Mm. Podcast. Go there. It's at, at Evanus on Twitter, I believe, as well. Uh, it is. A Nymera. What's I'm happening doing... with you? Well, this was meant to be a break week, and then things happened. So I don't know. Just watch socials. I'm sure you'll find out soon enough. But uh, yeah, um, that's, that's you'll stuff. You'll find out soon enough. Uh, well, you love it. Well, we'll do stuff. And uh, I mean, this was meant to be a break week, and now uh, we're still going. We're still in gear. Um, podcasts are different. Podcasts are different. Kind of, kinda, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very different kind of uh, vibe. But yeah, I'll. Um, I'm not an NLC until last day of the split. Actually, I'm I'm taking a three day, well, three game day break. So I'm not on this week, and I'm not on the first day of next week. And then I think I'll be on for the the last day of the split, and then uh, be capping that not off. That. And then uh, we'll, we'll be gearing up for parts after that point. So yeah. yeah, and then um, with that, uh, so wish me some good rest and some recovery time. I hope you and actually we'll, get some we'll... sleep. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> and also buy those blackout blind things. I feel like that would be a good idea. Well, no, blackout sticker, whatever. The, the things, yeah. <laughs> the thing, do the thing. Um, for myself, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to attempt to have a video coming out Ooh. this week Ooh. talking about, and I am going to give the people that made it all the way here, why League of Legends esports is fucking awesome. But it also sucks in a lot of ways. Mm. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you no. why it sucks. Oh. Oh. I'm not going to tell anyone, any of the reasons oh. why, because I'm not going to link my content. God, I worked hard on that shit, but... uh. Yeah, League of Legends Wii Sports is awesome, but it also sucks. And uh, mm. there's a lot of things they could improve on it. And I'm excited as someone that has worked in the League of Legends esports scene for about two years. Uh, these are some things I've noticed. 
Um, I'm also potentially going to have a video on two more topics coming around at the same time, but they will probably be staggered, and you'll find out more about that. Other than that, mm. um, LJL. Watch LJL, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whoop, whoop. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, second round Robin. It's all random, so we forget who's actually going to be playing each other because there's no structure because that's how the second round Robin works. Third round Robin will be reverse order to what people played in when they played the first round Robin. So... Yeah, but that's super weak as well, so... How exciting. We'll figure it out. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Rate us five stars, Bye. like us. Bye. 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 Bye